Welcome back to a new episode of Lux Insider with me your host Anita Khatri. As we celebrate womanhood all through the month of March, it is not late to wish all of my women listeners a happy women's day. In today's episode, we take a look back at the women stalwarts of the luxury industry who went on to establish their brands and today have become household names in this industry. But before I do that, I'll take a minute to recount my journey in this industry. It's been over two decades and I'm still amazed at how things fell in place. I wasn't born in a traditional rich business family and neither did I marry into one. So, recognizing Lux brands didn't come naturally to me. Interestingly, The creation of a luxury division came to me after the successful creation of the weekly recruitment supplement Times Ascent in the Times of India. I didn't encounter the luxury world by chance. As you all know, Swiss watches were my first introduction to the world of luxury. As I navigated the many avenues while working on Ascent, I began to understand and learn about how luxury brands are made. This realization was driven by my perseverance, passion, hard work, and the need to make my unique independent position in a male-dominated workplace. It was here that I saw an opportunity to create a world of luxury for the Times of India group. Bear in mind No media house in the 90s had a business division as luxury. The vice chairman, Mr. Samir Jain, believed and encouraged my passion. The platform was given and the ideas were executed. Swimming across the various challenges thrown at me in my corporate life, all of it while balancing the many identities we inherit as being a woman along with my personal goals was worth it equal parity freedom self expression dignity recognition and respect these are the very words that a woman in any industry has been working towards the luxury industry is no stranger to this paradox behind brands that women love like cartier louis vuitton burberry there is a man behind and they predominantly manufacture and sell products for women they have gone on to set the trends of what a woman wants or likes as we see today the 21st century woman knows what she wants and works towards it and as we celebrate the spirit of womanhood across the globe this month in today's episode i have taken this opportunity to present women who were way ahead of their times and went on to create some of the best known luxury brands so take a wild guess how many luxury brands can you name that were started by women go on despite being in this industry for over two decades now there are only few that i can recall but these are noteworthy i'm sure many of you would have thought about chanel In the fashion industry, Gabrielle 
Coco Chanel is in a league of her own. Beginning her career during the First World War, the designer is renowned for the iconic little black dress, the tweed jackets, the statement cocktail necklace. However, it was the jersey fabric that would put the French designer on the map. This jersey fabric was typically reserved for lingerie, but she became one of the first fashion designers to create boxy, shorter, and easy to move in pieces. Basically, pants for women, freeing women from their tight corsets and pirate-inspired skirts. She expanded her brand throughout the years, and her well-loved perfumes, including the famous number no. five, remain the go-tos of every girl in search of glamour today. Did you know why the number five is named number five? Nothing fancy, really, but it was the fifth sample that made the cut for the designer. This woman's perfume that smells like a woman. was known to be revolutionary due to its composition name and presentation it was born out of her partnership with perfumer ernest bo but while number 5 may be a universal favorite coco noir is my personal choice from the brand in the early 2000s i visited coco chanel's home on 31 rue cambon in paris back then I was a novice in this industry. While preparing for this episode, I couldn't help but laugh at my foolhardiness. Why do I say so? The artifacts, the decor, etc. I did not know or appreciate the value of where I was or what I was seeing. The only thing that I took away from the visit was the simplicity and elegance of the house. Today I know this is the very essence of luxury. I wondered how this woman broke the barriers of her time. She wasn't born to a world of riches. In fact, she was orphaned at 12. She gained experience as a seamstress and navigated the rich world as a mistress. She rebelled and fought every curveball thrown at her that could have easily swayed her off course she fiercely went against the tide of time by creating the image of the modern powerful woman free from men and independent in her clothes the designs were simple practical and inspired by menswear each of her signature pieces were created based on the need or the hour she could read the times and the moods that changed them and usually did it before anyone else for example the little black dress in the 1920s was created as she recognized the need for women to mourn post world war 1 she was a true catalyst for change she may be no more today but she lives on through her brand under the creative direction of the late karl lagerfeld and virginia viard before chanel there was another brand have you heard about lava the house of lava if you haven't the house of lava happens to be one of the oldest surviving fashion houses continuing into existence till date 
best known for cloche hats, feminine clothes and a fragrance which is still around to this day. It was founded by a woman, Jean Lama, in 1885, funded by her own small savings. Today, on social media, we see many millennial mothers twinning in their outfits with their daughters. Did you know Jean Lama was obsessed with her daughter and she began to design identical mother and daughter looks. Entirely new in the history of couture back then, they caught on immediately and remained a staple of the house DNA. So successfully had Lama created and captured a new market that it was a field she had to herself. She only expanded into women's wear when her clients continued to ask her to design adult wear replicas of the apparels she designed for her daughter. A social media trend today, this was actually a designer's brainchild way back in the 1920s. Next up, Gabby Adion, the founder of the French fashion and accessories brand Chloe, launched the brand in the post-World War II era after immigrating to Paris from Egypt. While Gabby's love for fashion stemmed from her mother, her motivations to start Chloe began with a grit to not live off her husband's money. She took Paris by storm with a new concept, ready-to-wear luxury. It was a stroke of genius and she ran with it, organizing her first show at Café de Flore. She presided over the helm of her brand's affairs until 1985. Not to forget her tutelage saw the likes of Karl Lagerfeld and Stella McCartney build their journeys in this industry when they began at Chloe. Come to think of it, Jean Lava, Coco Chanel, Gabby Adion, and all those trailblazing women in the luxury fashion industry whom I haven't mentioned here had one thing in common. They all had the courage and determination to carve out their own identity through their brands. They didn't want to be tied down by the social identity of simply being a mother or a wife or a mistress, something that was common for a woman back then. These women went on to become the beacons for luxury fashion brands, paving the way for brand founders like Vivian Westwood, Vera Wang, Stella McCartney or creative directors of other leading fashion houses. That was fashion. Interestingly, the beauty industry too is a male-dominated world. I do believe that women should set beauty standards rather than the age-old phenomena of fair and white beauty that has been plastered on our televisions for as long as I can remember. The number of women-owned independent beauty brands has seen a sudden rise in the last decade or so. Yes, I acknowledge that we do not have many prestige beauty brands started by women. But I'm sure we can take a look back and appreciate those who did move in that direction. I cannot move forward without a mention of Estee Lauder, a visionary entrepreneur who believed all women could be beautiful. Estee Lauder instinctively understood the power of makeup and the importance of skincare. 
Her dedication to offer women the highest quality cosmetics transformed the fledgling business she started in 1946 with four products to a global leader in prestige beauty. Long before social media became mainstream, she believed in power of word of mouth and sampling products was a cornerstone of her philosophy. She acted as a one-woman research department pioneering personalized beauty consultations and offering gift with purchase promotions. Then there's Carolina Herrera. While her claim to fame was fashion, for me Carolina Herrera means the good girl and 212 range of perfumes. And how can I forget Charlotte Tilbury? This is a name that many millennials and generation Zs would recognize. I remember the frenzy it created when it was finally launched on Nike in 2020. On the Indian scene, while we have already heard Anita Dongre's story here on Lux Insider, a millennial jeweler, Suhani Parekh, started a brand in 2016. Within months of its launch, the brand was spotted on leading Hollywood millennial stars Rihanna, Kendall Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Claire Foy, Lily Singh and others Misho Designs caught the ready to wear everyday minimal jewelry market by storm redefining fashion jewelry beat the pebble pods or the chunky chains and earrings the journey is inspiring while this episode gives a shout out to those women who continue to live through their brands it doesn't take away from the women who continue to work behind the scenes to make a luxury brand successful right from a coordinator in a particular department to the woman leading the show at the corporate level and with that it's a wrap on this week's episode i would like to wish all of you once again a happy women's month or shall i say every day is our day let's celebrate the same i will now be back in april to cover the most awaited watch exhibition for this year watches and wonders i'll be covering it live from geneva so make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already so you don't miss out on this special series until then stay safe